What's going on? What's going on, good people? Today we are gonna kick off uh, this episode because I've been I've been doing a lot of thinking, and one of the things I've realized that personally in my business, I have always been challenged with marketing, right? And I've been challenged with marketing because I later learned that you can start out a business and you can get lucky getting an opportunity here and getting paid and getting an opportunity somewhere else and then getting paid. However, when it comes to you creating a business that's sustainable and a business that has the ability that to make it scalable and to be able to further your impact, you have to do some marketing. Okay, and I've done shorter episodes about this before, but today we're going to really dive in. And today I want to just show a little bit more, talk a little bit more about marketing, talk about different ways you can market. And then after that, I want to make sure that you have some application within your business. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in. Young Ball Podcast. There we go. There we go. There we go. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to Beyond the Ball. I'm your host, Jonathan Jones, and this is the podcast where we give you tried and true strategies, right? We talk about entrepreneurship, but then even further than that, like we break down some things that other businesses have done successfully, and then we see what we can glean from them. All right. So today, that's what we're going to do, right? We're going to see who we can glean from. We're going to see what we can take away and then how that's going to be beneficial to market, not just for today, not just for tomorrow, not just for this year, but to ultimately make your business future proof by way of marketing. All right. If that sounds good, then let me know down in the chat. Just give me some love down in the chat or in the comment section, just so I know that you're picking up what I'm putting down. All right. Just so I know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay. So now... The, the first thing I want to talk about is I, I was talking with one of my clients and this individual seemed like they were a little fed up, right? They're like, man, I'm tired of trying to work with this company here. I'm tired of trying to go to this company there. And everything that I've done so far, it hasn't been successful, right? Like I've gotten bites, I've gotten leads, but yet some people still aren't even necessarily responding to what I'm putting out, right? They're, 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 they're not willing to work with me. They're not wanting to go further. They're taking my freebies, but they're not even taking me further than that. Like I thought about it and I don't know if I want to do some of this stuff that I've been doing before. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa slow down, slow down, slow down. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So first what we have to do is we have to get clear on this one thing, on this one thing right here. In order to be successful marketing, the first thing we have to understand is what is or what are the where's the economy at currently in society right now? Right. So if we don't know what the where the economy is right now. In our respective industry, we don't know where the economy is as a whole. Right. Just like we've seen certain things like like covid and we, we've seen other things like the Great Depression over time and all of these events that have happened, not year over year, but throughout the years, they've affected the economy, right? Just like with the Great Depression, 
you would have somebody who would pick up a loaf of bread and the loaf of bread would be 99 cents when they picked it up in the aisle. But then just before they checked out, right, just before they checked out, then what? Just before they checked out, the bread would now be $9.99. You're like, whoa, it was 99 cents back there. But how is it $9.99 up here at the counter? And it's just understanding the trends and the flow of business, right? So with that being said, I want to just talk a little bit right here about uh, about this, about marketing, right? Marketing. And in order for us really to dive in and talk about marketing, there's some things that I want to break down for us today. So class is in session. Okay, class is officially in session. And I hope you brought your pencil. Okay. So look, today I want to talk a little bit about marketing like a mogul. And the reason why I want to talk about marketing like a mogul is for this simple fact right here, right? The simple fact that in order for us to go further in our business, we got to understand and we have to see what others have done. So look, the first thing I want to break down is we can't say that we want to be number one in our industry, right? And you can't even be taken serious if you say you want to be number one in your industry, but you're not willing to do what number one has done. Hello. So look right here. If we look, it says Apple has spent over a hundred million on advertising, digital, print, and national TV in the last year. Okay. <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. The next thing is it says they invest in premium ad units and advertise on over 250 media properties in the last year across multiple media formats, right? And they've advertised 66 new products in the past 12 months. What can we take from Apple here? What can we take? Because this, this is my, my, first, my first point, right? And my first point today, we talking about, we talking about digital media, our digital marketing, right? Digital marketing. But what do we want to take from Apple? What do we want to take from Apple? It says that they've invested, number one, they've invested in premium ad units and advertised on 250 media properties. So one, premium is not cheap. So Apple understands they are number one, but they also understand for them to continue to be number one, right? Them to continue to be number one, they have to invest in their marketing. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. They have to continue to invest in their marketing, right? Have to continue to invest in their marketing. The second thing is they understand that they can't just market in one place. Look right here. Over 250 different media properties. So they found media properties, and I would assume, I know assuming is dangerous, but I would assume that through them investing in these 250 properties, they're going to go back and say, let's look at the information that we have here. Which ones work well, which ones didn't. And then they're going to either double down or they're going to cancel out on some of those. Anyway, and then the last thing is they advertise 66 new products in 12 months. You may not have 66 new products that you're going to launch or release. All right. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. But what I do want you to understand is 
They launched. They launched. You can't release a product and then hope the world finds out about it. That's not the way business works. You can't just drop a podcast and never tell anyone about it. You will get no listens. You hear me? I don't care what you sell, what you have to offer, if it be coaching, if it be time with you, if it be a physical product, if it be a brick and mortar business, if it be merch, you have to tell people about it. And that's when the launch strategy comes into play. They launch movies, they launch Jordans, they launch new events or attractions coming to cities. And the only way for you to really be able to capitalize on that is by doing the same thing. You have to put together a strategy in some way, shape, or form to where you are launching something out. Not to where it's a drop in a puddle, but you want the effect of big ripple. Okay, big ripple energy. Okay, so Apple spent over a hundred million investing in advertising. Cause they're they're the best, but they know they need to continue to elevate. Who, who else we got talking about digital media, John? Look, McDonald's, okay? McDonald's. How much does McDonald's invest in their marketing? McDonald's spends hundreds of millions of dollars every year on advertising and marketing promotions. In 2022, they spent $398.3 million on advertising. Is anybody convinced that you need to be advertising your business? Is anybody convinced that you should be advertising your business? Hey, if this is hitting home for you, drop something in the comments just so I know that this resonated with you or drop replay. If you're a replay watcher, right? I want to know that you, you tapped in. I want to know that, you, that, that, that you're watching. So McDonald's, we all know McDonald's. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm loving it. McDonald's is probably one of, let me take myself off here. McDonald's is probably one of the best brands that crosses multiple intersections of race, intersections of culture, intersections of international boundaries that we know. You can go to a McDonald's in China and they will still be selling what's on the core menu, but there will be some split, some, some slight tweaks and some slight changes to it. Just showing you that they understand how to go with the trend, go with the environment, go with the area where they're at. I went to a McDonald's in New York and the menu was different from the one that's in Texas. The one that's in Atlanta, it's like, whoa, this is different because McDonald's understands something. They understand that, hello, I can't just put out one thing and expect it to be a one size fits all. Okay, so everybody, I think everybody would agree that we know we need to advertise in our business. If you know you need to advertise in our business, just let me know in the chat. Just say, I know I need to, just say, I know. Just, just, say, just say advertise, okay? Just comment advertise down in the comments, just so I know that we're both in agreement. Okay, so we got that about Apple. We got that about McDonald's. But let, I wanted to show one more. Okay, we all know Coke. We all know Coca-Cola, okay? We all know Coca-Cola very clearly. 
Coca-Cola invests $4 billion every year. Okay. Over the last seven years, Coca-Cola has spent an average of $4 billion a year advertising worldwide. Aside from 2020, with only $2.8 billion spent. Why aside from 2020? We know in 2020, COVID happened. And once again, we're going back to the, it affected the marketing trends. Okay. It affected the marketing trends. So if there is a hit that the United States economy takes, then some of the biggest players on the biggest stage, i.e. Coca-Cola, is not going to advertise as heavily as they once were. You with me? You tracking. You're tracking. Okay, so we get it. So that is digital marketing. Okay? That, that's what we're talking about when we talk about when we talk about digital marketing, right? And what, what could that look like for you? Right? As an entrepreneur in business, what could digital advertising or digital marketing look like for you? Here's a quick example. SEO, right? Taking the time to understand search engine optimization. Taking the time to learn how to boost your visibility online, right? So identifying different case studies of companies that have done really well utilizing SEO. Something else that we can take account for in digital marketing, effective social media strategies. Starting to look at different brands like the big players, right? We could be the Starbucks, could be the Coke, could be the McDonald's, and you can see what they're doing. McDonald's, one thing that I always know them for, they always have the ba da ba 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 song, right? Or they would bring in a different artist to put a different spin on it to where they're waking up other cultures, getting other cultures' attention. Because McDonald's just wants the people that are green. Okay, they're bringing the bucks. Okay, so leveraging social media, right? This is digital marketing. So leveraging platforms like Instagram, like Threads, like X, like LinkedIn, whichever one works best for you, or even YouTube, right? Because people are in a space now to where they're consuming more and more and more video content or TikTok. It all depends on who's your target audience, what your message is, and what you're trying to convey on the platform, okay? So that, that, that's digital marketing right there. But then we have content marketing, right? Content marketing. John, what's that and how is that different from digital marketing? So we can go to the point of where we're doing storytelling in our marketing, right? If you think about one of the latest Nike ads, one of the latest Nike ads they showed a picture of a young lady with a cast on her arm. And then she was shooting with her opposite arm, right? Basketball, okay? And then after they show all these images, they go showing all these images. They just flip through all these images. And then they come back and then they show Kobe when Kobe was in his pajamas and when he was in a cast. And then he's shooting free throws. That's storytelling. And storytelling, I got the chill bumps right now, because storytelling connects us all, right? And I can't say that enough. Storytelling is essential for your marketing. When you storytell and you allow yourself to create a narrative 
Now people resonate with that narrative. Why do they resonate with that narrative? They resonate with the narrative through storytelling all because when you share a story, they begin to try to put themselves in your shoes. If they're an adult, now they're thinking back to when they were a child and they were competing on the court, right? Swimming in the pool, on the golf green, wherever it might be. Or if they're a child, they're looking up at some of their favorite athletes, some of their favorite entertainers, and they're being inspired. And they're like, oh, man, I remember. Or I, want, I remember when I saw Kobe put up 68. I remember I was so young and I was in the room and I was pretending like I'm dribbling, doing the three, two, one, shooting up. But we have to create a compelling narrative through storytelling. And that's how our brand begins to grab the attention of other people. But even further with further with more content marketing, then we can go and talk about blogging. If you're someone who says, John, I don't want to put out video content. John, I'm not somebody who wants to be behind the camera. If that's you, do you. But then I would challenge you, pick up the pen. If you're not going to put out video content, are you saying you don't want to put out content of you forward facing, right? To where you're the face of your brand and people see you and they're like, hey, I know this person. Then pick up the pen. See how you can begin to write maybe a paragraph, maybe a couple of sentences talking about what you do, talking about who you help. And as you get consistent with putting out this valuable content, you're going to start to drive organic traffic. And you're going to start to drive organic traffic because there are other people out there who also resonate with that, who don't want to put out video content, but they enjoy reading it. They enjoy sharing the clips on social. You know what I'm saying? So we, we have to begin to think that everybody doesn't learn the same way. Everybody doesn't receive content the same way, receive messages the same way. Everybody isn't moved the same way. However, when we take the time and we begin to get strategic with what are we writing? What are we posting? This is how we can begin to create the compelling narrative, right? But then the third one, right? And this one I think is really, really, really popular, especially now more than ever. Influencer partnerships. Influencer partnerships. John, I don't like influencers. Why not? They ain't did nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? Influencer partnerships. So the reason why I want to talk a little bit about influencer partnerships is because if you're really, really like always focused on doing the work and you really, really don't want to create no content like at all, like at all, at all, uh, what you could do, what you could do, you can hire somebody and they have sites to where you can hire, you can type in Google, hire an influencer for my company or hire influencers to shoot an ad and you can pay them to promote your product. Yeah. You can pay them to record an ad for your product, for your service, right? We've all seen it. If you've been on TikTok, you've seen the people who pop on and they're doing the ad like, hey, da-da-da-da-da, and then they're talking about whatever product it is. You can pay people for that. And this is why you might want to do it. If you know that that particular influencer 
has pull or has leverage with your audience, then it makes sense to utilize them in that way, right? They're, 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 they're business owners as well, right? The influencers are business owners. And if you pay them to promote your company, your brand, and then you get a return, you win, they win, everybody's happy. Then you can double down and do it again. Right. So that that's the part of influencer partnerships. And you want to get really innovative and creative with these. You don't want to just do it the way that everybody has done it before. Like, let's say you're a restaurant owner. If you're a restaurant owner, maybe you want to bring somebody out to your restaurant and then be able to put them on a flyer and be able to say, hey, we're having a live Q&A. We're having a live panel. We're having a live interview series. And then you begin to bring in actors, entertainers, CEOs, business owners, whoever, whatever, and then allow them to do that, right? Then they're going to drive more traffic to your spot, to your restaurant, to your business, right? So there's that. But then there's even, there's even what they call micro-influencers. And micro-influencers are those people who they don't have as big of a following right but let's say they're in the beauty space and let's say they're talking about like lip gloss or lipstick or whatever it might be these individuals now they might have a smaller following but this smaller following goes and does whatever they say so if they say hey go buy this lip gloss it's the latest lip gloss it just came out I use it, I enjoy it, I like it. There's going to be a certain group of people that go and buy it all because of the relationship and the rapport that they have with that particular person. You get me? So that, that, that's the micro-influencers working like in the niche-type markets, okay? So that's leveraging partnerships in that way. But the fourth way that I want to make sure that you, you get and understand is the fourth way we're talking about marketing your business, right? We're talking about future-proof Marketing strategies for 2024 and beyond. The fourth way. And if we're not making decisions for marketing on our business based on this, then we're not serious about business. But it's data-driven decision-making. Data-driven decision-making. John, what is data-driven decision-making? Ultimately, it's looking at the data like, how are you going about getting information on your target audience or on patrons of your business, right? Why are they buying from you? What product are they buying? When do you sell the most products? What do they like most about the product? Why do they enjoy the product, right? We want to be able to know and drill down to a science who are these people where are they coming from why do they like our product over some others right so we're getting these analytics and google has analytics to where you can break these things down and you want to look at these analytics to be able to generate an roi which is a return on investment right if you're saying you put fifty dollars down on marketing on an ad that you ran and then through this ad you now generate a hundred dollars worth of business was it worth it 
Yeah. You put 50 down and it multiplied itself because you made that initial 50 back and then you made 50 more. So yeah, it was worth it. But you need to have the data to determine if that really made sense for you to go about business that way or if you're like, mm, I don't think that was the play, right? We might need to go a different, different route on that. And then uh, you always, well, then with that data, you're removing emotion out of the decision, right? Because I, I, I've done, I, I've, I've done some data and done some research and you know, surveyed some people before I release certain programs of mine. Before I release my speaker program, I took the time and I did some research before I released my podcast mentorship. I did some research. I'm like, what do y'all want? What's most important to you? What's the price point you're willing to pay? And then after getting this information, then I was like, oh. People are aware of what they want, right? People do know how much they're willing to spend on this product or, or, or that product or whatever, whatever it might be, okay? So we got that. Now I wanna just pause for a quick second, do a quick commercial break. If you're an entrepreneur out there and you're looking to be able to generate income, to create cash flow consistently, then you want to sign up for our masterclass, all right? Our masterclass where we're talking about how to enter the world of podcasting, okay? How you can enter the world of podcasting, how you can begin to monetize your voice, and how you can begin to increase your authority and have cash on demand, all right? So you can go to getpaidwithpodcasting.com, and then you'll see this page right here. You can click the secure your seat button, and then it will pop up for you to go ahead and sign up for the training. All right, good, 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 and good. All right, so the last point I have for us today, as we talk about marketing, right? Marketing going into 2024, because we're already here. The last one you want to take into account is guerrilla marketing. I said the last one you want to take into account is guerrilla marketing. John, what is guerrilla marketing? So when I hear guerrilla marketing, I think of when I used to ride around and I would always carry like three books with me. I would always carry three copies of my book. And I would always carry three copies of my book because I was wanting people to ask me about my book or I would just pitch my book to them in conversation, right? I just pitch it to them. Like, hey, I got this book, da 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 They're like, what's it about? And I'm like, da 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 so I was able to get better at my elevator pitch. I was able to get better at selling stuff on the spot. And then I was also able to generate some extra revenue just here and there through having product on me. There's a lot of times when we go to stores and we're ready to buy whatever we're ready to buy, but they don't have our size or they don't have any more. And you're like, bruh, I'm trying to spend money and you don't have what I ha I'm looking for right now. What happens next? The next thing that happens, people got money, right? They're ready to spend money and they don't have your product. So then what do businesses force you to do? They force you to go do business with somebody else. Imagine that, right? Imagine that. Imagine that somebody... This is going to be an odd example. And I guess I'm saying it because it's January, about to be February. But like, just think about, think about this. Think about this. Okay. Imagine that you're in high school again, right? 
and then you ask somebody out on a date and they're like, ah, I'm sorry, I'm emotionally unavailable. And then you're like, emotionally unavailable, what does that even mean? And they're like, I just don't have the space to take on another person in a relationship. And then you look up a week later, two weeks later, and now the person that was asking somebody out who got rejected now is in a relationship with somebody else. Why are they in a relationship with somebody else? Because when they were ready to invest time, energy, effort, resources into the individual, they weren't open to it. So they found somebody else who was. And that same thing applies to you and your business and especially with guerrilla marketing. You want to have product. You want to have it on you. You want it to be visible. You want people to know what the transformation is you offer. You want to get creative with advertising it. Wear it. Put it on a shirt. Put it on your social media. Get a QR code. Do the book fairs. Do the pop-up shops. See if you can put some of your product in somebody else's restaurant or somebody else's store or whatever it might be. I even got my book in the church bookstore. Why did I do that? Because it's more visibility. It's getting creative with my marketing. In addition to me carrying books around church, carrying books to work, carrying books to the barbershop, carrying books wherever I went. At the end of the day, your business is only as good as your marketing is. One more time. Your business is only as good as your marketing is. All right. So if you're not putting any effort into the marketing, no effort, no energy, no resources into the marketing, then you can't be mad at people if they're not doing business with you. Right. So the, what are the strategies? John, what are the strategies? What are the strategies to make sure that our business is successful to go forward in the 2024 and to truly help and elevate other people's businesses? Number one was digital marketing. Right. Digital marketing, leveraging and utilizing social media and incorporating a little bit of SEO. Right. The second was content marketing, content marketing. What's that? Content marketing is when you're creating a compelling narrative around your brand, around your business, around the service that you offer. If we're not creating a compelling narrative through storytelling, we're not serious about business. Number three, innovative influencer partnerships. Innovative influencer partnerships. We have to take time, build relationships, or if we don't want to build relationships, then we just find somebody who's capable of doing the job. If you don't want to put your face out there, yourself out there, pay somebody else who's willing to and who has some synergy with your product. Maybe they use it. Maybe they like it. Or maybe they just like you. Work with them in that way, all right? That's influencers and micro-influencers. You probably can get a micro-influencer at a cheaper rate and then grow and build with them versus some influencers whose rates might be more than you're willing to pay right now, but it's all worth considering. Then we got data-driven decision-making. We got to look at the analytics. What are the analytics saying? What's the data saying? What decisions should we make by looking at this information? If we know that when we advertise in the southern region of the United States and we're getting sales when we advertise in the southern region of the United States, I would suggest we stay there for a little bit. 
And then maybe we can test out the North or the Midwest or the West later. But let's stay right now where we're winning, right? Let's stay advertising these people. Let's stay working with this product. You don't got to reinvent the wheel. Just stick to what works. Water what works. And then the last one, like I said, guerrilla marketing, right? Guerrilla marketing. Are you serious about what you say that your business does? About what you say that you do? About the transformation that you say you offer? Are you serious about it? If you're not serious about it, then you're going to find every reason why you can't advertise your business, why you can't tell more people. But if you are serious about it, then everybody should know about what you do. Everybody should know what your business is. Everybody should know the transformation you offer. Everybody should know what they're going to get when they work with you. But even further than that, you got to put the product in their face. Like I'm talking about guerrilla marketing, like in their face. Get it in a face till they get it understood. Like plaster yourself everywhere to where they see you in their dreams. <laughs> they see you in their nightmares. They're like, what? I just saw this ad. I just saw this person. I saw him in person. I saw him online. I'm seeing him everywhere. Lord have mercy. I can't get away from this person. Good. You want to be everywhere on them so bad and so much and so often that they have no other choice but to do business with you. Family, this is your podcast mentor, Jonathan Jones. And this is another episode of Beyond the Ball. We're talking about marketing like a mogul, right? Marketing like a mogul. And if you have another idea or another topic that you would like for me to break down and further discuss please just drop it down below in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the audio, send me a DM over at Jonathan Jones Speaks, right? Jonathan Jones Speaks. And man, other than that, I'm going to see you in the next one, all right? Until then, peace. God bless.